0: Hi everybody, this is Henrietta, I'm a community engagement specialist and I have been working with ethnic groups for the last seven years in Perth, and this is my series about the mistakes people make when engaging with ethnic groups and what they can do about it, because I do want people to get it right, that is actually the most important about this series. So today we're going to be talking about mistake number two, and that's when cult people are an afterthought in policy planning, project planning, um, approaches, strategies, and so forth. And this is a huge systemic issue that filters down to the individual level, I've seen it happening everywhere from governments to city councils to organizations to individuals it's everywhere and unfortunately it's impacting on our ability to engage with ethnic groups so we must we must address it today so this is how this kind of approach usually reaches me Hey hi how are you Oh you have a new project tell me more Oh my god that sounds really good Oh you have a problem what's the problem Oh you identified a gap oh let me guess Ethnic groups are not engaging with your services. Uh, Now, usually I don't hang up on people. I'm trying to help them. But unfortunately, by the time this conversation happens, the budget is already spent, the project is already on its way, people already allocated their time and energy and spend it, um, it's, it's really, really difficult to me to do anything at this stage to stir that project into a path that is more engaging with ethnic groups and usually at this time all they can do is troubleshoot and hope for the best And and this is why it needs to be addressed first and need to make sure that we're thinking about those groups first and not as an afterthought. Now, the reason why this is happening is because we usually do things this way. We have a problem, we have a proposed solution, and then we have a target group. Now, this proposed solution, somehow we have this idealistic idea that we can solve all the problems at once for this 100% of that target group but in reality we don't have enough we don't have unlimited funding we don't have unlimited time so what's ended up is we servicing the 80% and the 20% that needs most of our time that needs more investment that it's you know 80% of our work the ones that have more needs than 80% they are the ones who are not getting properly serviced and then fell through the gap and yes that's where that's where ethnic groups belongs to most of the time, unfortunately. And believe me, ethnic groups don't need more gaps. Guys, we already look like an override Swiss cheese, okay? Don't need more. Don't need to create more, okay? Enough. And unfortunately, one of the reasons why we have this idea about this 100% must be serviced, because we still have this kind of attitude. And I kid you not, know, this is actually from not one, not two, but CEOs, I am asking what they are doing for ethnic groups and usually this is the answer oh no we don't do anything separately for ethnic groups we, because we love everybody the same way Ugh. in what universe this is an approach or an answer to anything this never worked and never going to work to anybody yes it just makes me angry when i hear this one it's not working and i know where this is coming from this is coming from Equality, but equality is not working with a group that has members who are not equal. That have some has more needs, some has more vulnerable, some are you know. It's just just not working. It's just not working. Okay, what we need here is equity, and furthermore, not just equity, but we need to think of that twenty percent first. We need to put them at the front. We need to talk about them first. We need to address the issues at every single uh, stages of the planning. Otherwise, we're going to forget about them, and. And just to show you how powerful language is, did you know that we didn't have a word for blue until the 18th century? Even today, look it up. Cool story. Even today, there are tribes in Africa who do not have a word for blue. One of them has the same word for blue and green. So when they went out to test this theory, they showed them blue and green dots, and they could not differentiate because in their mind, they don't have the description or the the idea of the blue color as a separate from green. This is how powerful language is. This is how powerful. So if you're not having prompting questions to talk about these people, to make sure that you understand they are the one you need to put first, then we're going to miss them. Now, one of the unfortunately worst examples, of this one, is the WHO's HK-Friendly Community or Cities Guide. This is a guide to help cities and communities to plan because, you know, Western countries especially are aging. There's eight domains that needs to be addressed, such as transport, housing, whatnot. And then there's six determinants that determines how people engaging with that eight domains. Now, usually with that six determinants, one of them is uh, culture. But unfortunately, culture and language is not an overarching theme. And looking at minority groups in general as a first point of call is not an overarching theme. So this is this is a problem because in 2016-17, this was huge investment in Western Australia, especially with City Council, so I attended numerous workshops about that because they wanted to do their own HK-friendly strategies. Now, this is how those workshops usually went. There's eight tables for the eight domains and then you can, uh, you know, express your opinion or tell what you think should be the best to do in that scenario or in that domain and then based on that, they advise a strategy. Now, usually it's only me or maybe a couple of other people represented ethnic groups and we're running around like a headless joke, trying to give, you know, the uh, time to talk about the needs of our elders or our seniors who have more needs than the general public. But unfortunately, it's two hours workshop. It's only so much we can do. And we are usually the only ones. How about the other special needs groups? Our First Nation people, people from the LGBTI plus community, people who are homeless. Where are they? Usually they are not there so we ended up with a strategy that is suiting the 80 percent because usually the seniors that are sitting at the table they are more than capable of expressing their their own wishes and needs and ideas they are more than capable of saying this is what i would love to see and of course most of those strategies ended up informing being for the 80 percent and that 20 percent keep falling through the gap and you don't believe me welcome to the aging in multicultural western australia report that just highlighted just that 42%. Yes, 42%. And this was an actual quote from an actual, actual officer saying they did not feel that they'd done enough because they didn't have enough information. Because not engaging with ethnic groups does that. Don't need more gaps, guys. Don't need more gaps. So what can you do? Now, I call it the path method. And let me tell you a story. Why? I love stories. So I'm a more than capable, able able person. I don't have any um, disabilities, but I have a little one and a pram. And going for a hiking is huge because it's very difficult. It's not. Most hikes are not prem friendly. So when we went and south with my husband, my husband looked up a path that was brand friendly. So we went there and in the beginning there is this board saying this path was built for people with mobility issues and people who live with disability, with a disability. And that path was wide, that path was smooth, that path was not much up and down. It was a lot of stops and it was five kilometers long looking at a beautiful Western Australian coastline. Guess what? Who benefited from a planning that put those who have more needs than I have, me, average strain from the eighty percent I benefited. It they solved the problem I didn't know I'm going to have four years ago, and I definitely not going to have in a couple of years. They solved my problem. They solved a lot of people's problem there and then because you, we are changing the situations, changing. But on that moment, my problem was solved because they put people. Who are the, in that 20% first and in the middle of the planning? So guys, this is what I want to see. I want to see more paths built, okay? My path method. Put that 20% first. Make sure you have prompting question at every stage that you're making sure that you're the addressing their needs. I guarantee you, if you get that 20% right, you are fine. You are going to address most of the people in that target group because they have some similarities, but those ones who have more needs, they are the ones who will need more time. But if you address those issues in the long run, everyone is benefiting. I want to see that happen. I want to see more path built. I want to see more people doing this way instead of doing the other way around. we planning for that 80% and then screaming at, oh my God, when we realize there's a gap in the data that 20 percent is not calling us so that's what i want to see i want to see a path built uh, not just in the real world but also literally in policies in projects in in strategies in approaches because that's how we're going to get it right for ethnic groups and a lot of the other special needs groups identified under the aged care act or generally people who have more needs So thank you, guys. If you have any questions or want to comment about my path method, then please um, comment below. I'm also happy to talk about what kind of questions you want to ask to make sure that you have those guys covered. But maybe I do another video about it. But let me know in the comment if you want to know about that. Otherwise, see you next time. Thank you for watching.